welcome to our community. This is Saratoga Beth. Gimel Tammuz. Gimel Tammuz, what is it? When we think about Gimel Tammuz, we really have to look at what nature is all about and what you would have to go through to upgrade nature from its old frequency to its new frequency. The old frequency of nature is it's nature is Helam the Hester, Ailam the world, the world that conceals Hashem. It's very simple. Nature is designed, created by Hashem to conceal him, to hide himself. I am going to create a world, and that world is going to hide me. Well, that's nice. But by the way, that's not my only plan. My, my plan is really that ultimately that same world will reveal me. Well, how does, Hashem, how does Hashem create a world that first is going to hide him and then is going to reveal him? You would think it would have to be two different worlds, but obviously not. So, and there's a whole reason, which I don't know if we'll go into, why he wants to be hidden first and then revealed. The standard answer is he wants us to look for him and reveal him. Okay, however one understands that. But when does it happen? Is there a magical day? There's going to be a, an upgrade from I, I hide, I conceal. The world says, I pride myself. Hi, I'm the world. I pride myself on concealing God. Okay. And then the world of Gula says, Hi, I pride myself on revealing God. Okay. Is there a day? Is there a month? Is there a year? Is there an event, a cataclysmic event that upgrades the frequency from the, the lower frequency to the higher one? The answer is yes. There are many stages in history. One, a major stage is the flood, the Mabel with Nayak. Another major stage is Matan Taira. And another major stage in this upgrade in frequency is the day of Gimel Tammuz in the time, in the year 2488, in the time of Yeshua. It's a major upgrade moment. And therefore, that day of Gimel Tammuz, that Yeshua activated this upgrade, that becomes a day which has embedded in it forever the upgrade so that we can understand that every single year there's an upgrade and another and another and another because it's embedded in the very fiber and the very fabric of the day of Gimel Tammuz. So what happened? What happened is that we were on our way into the land of Israel, the land of Canaan. Interestingly, here were the Gentiles, not their land, living there. That's strange. How do you live there if it's not your land? And they were there temporarily. And then we were instructed to go back in there and conquer our own land and take it over. And in this process of us entering and conquering and settling the land of Israel, Eretz Yisrael, in the year 2488, 40 years after we left Mitzrayim, after we left Gullah, 40 years after we received the Torah, what happened? Here we are. We're fighting the enemy to get in and inherit our land. And all of a sudden, boom, the lights go off. Everything shuts down. Here they are. They're on their turf. They know the territory. We don't. We're new to this territory. The lights, the daytime hours are coming to an end. They know what to fight and whom to fight and where to fight. And we don't because we don't know the territory. So what do you do? 
it's written in the book, so to speak, that ultimately we will conquer Eretz Yisrael, and ultimately we'll build the base of Mikdash there, and ultimately we'll have the Golish Lima, and all that stuff. So we need to get in, and we need to win the battle. So the day of Gimel Katanos comes along, and on this day, Yeshua does something cataclysmic. He lifts up his arms, and he says, Shemesh begivan done. Sun stands still in Givon and and moon stands still in Ayalan. And he stops all the constellations. He stops the solar system. Question is why? One reason is the flow of nature comes through the, the constellations, the sun, the moon, and the stars. To whom was it going for those 2,488 years? Mostly to, not to us, the other guys, to the Gentiles. The flow was going to them. And if the flow, the spiritual flow, continued to go to them, they would win the war. It's our land. We need to get in. We need to take it over. If they win, we won't succeed in this that the entire history is depending on. So, one very simple thing. You need to take the flow, the spiritual flow, that's coming through the constellations to the to the nations of the world and and switch over the frequency that goes in our direction. How do you do that? The Nasi Adar, the leader of the generation. That's his, within his total capability. Yahushua at that time. And so he stops the sun and the moon and the stars. He, can, he, he controls the flow of nature and changes over the frequency. Changes over, so to speak, the model from them to us. To enable us to go in and win the war and settle Eretz Yisrael. And make it into a Yiddish land. That's what's going on. And the day is Gimel Tammuz. Not only that, the Nasi Adar, the leader of the generation, he really, he doesn't just create something brand new. Wow, what a miracle. It's not a big, it's not a miracle. It says there was never such a day before or after. Sure. That's the day that reveals the truth about who the Nasi Adar is, that he has the ability, his, that he has nature sort of in his pocket if he's given permission to move it around this way or that way. So the Nasiadar always, so to speak, has nature malleable. The world, malleable. The world there for the Yidden, the Nasiadar, the Maishrabinu of the generations, unify with Taira, unify with Hashem, and bring this and work with this world like putty. The world is putty in their hands. It's supposed to be putty. We're supposed to fashion it like that putty, like that clay into a place for Hashem. So it's kind of a warm, you know, blob of putty in your back pocket, so to speak. And that Gimbal Day of Gimbal Tom was revealed that that's the way it is always for the Nasi Adar. That sometimes he's given permission to reveal it and sometimes he's not, maybe. So that's what happened on that day of Gimbal Tom. And officially what he did was, Yoshua, he made the sun stand still. We had enough, you know, officially we had enough daytime hours now. And he kind of stretched and stretched time. We had enough daytime hours to continue fighting the war. We won. And good. Things started to settle down. We were on our way into Eretz Yisrael, into inheriting the land. Perfect. Okay. So, here's the point. This day of Gimel Tammuz, 
becomes a day forever from that moment on, and maybe since the beginning of creation only was only revealed at that moment with Yeshua. It's a day in which the upgrade of nature goes from the Gullus way to the Geula way. From nature that conceals God to nature that reveals God. That requires an upgrade. Who upgrades it? Well, we find, we see from Gimel Samus, the leader of the generation, the Maishar Beno of the generation, he does the upgrade. Excuse me, he does the upgrade. And therefore enables us to usher in the Geula. So, that's our very first understanding of Gimel Tammuz, and it's in Tanakh. And then, fast forward, we have another Gimel Tammuz. And the next Gimel Tammuz is Tafresh Pezayim. Instead of 2488 by Yeshua, now it's 5687. Do the math, some 3,000 and some years. And what happens is that the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe is spearheading all the underground Torah learning that's happening at that time in communist Russia. And, they're, and the communists, the NKVD, they're watching it very carefully until one day they swoop down and they arrest the Friedrich Rebbe. For what? For the crime of teaching Torah and making sure that Torah learning is happening. Little children are being taught in secret underground little places. Making sure that Torah learning goes on. The antithesis of the communist government. Again, what are they there to do? Conceal Hashem. Remember we said there's a world that conceals Hashem. That's the original world. And there's a world that reveals Hashem. The communists wanted to go back to concealing Hashem. There's no God. Communist regime runs the world. Mother Russia runs the world. So they want to conceal Hashem. And therefore, we responded by learning Tyra concealed under floorboards in secret hiding places, concealed. For whatever reason. I mean, for obvious reasons to save our lives. But a concealment that somehow had to be opened up. Well, we see the difference now. Open Torah learning in that very same country. Open serving Hashem. Complete miracles. But the concealed, concealed at that point. So within this concealment, the NKVD, the communists, they come in, they swoop down, they put on the 15th of Sivan, they put the Friedrich Rebbe in prison. And there's a sentence, there's a death sentence. And it's some, a tremendous amount of public pressure, political pressure. And at some point, it's revealed that the Rebbe will be saved. They change the sentence to 10 years in Kostroma, 10 years in exile, and then change it to three, three years in exile. In fact, those who could see the documents later saw a stamp and said, yet, you know, this is the sentence, the opposite of life, and then yet, no, changed ostensibly because of public political pressure. Now the Rebbe will, the Rebbe who is behind the whole Torah learning in Russia, and that's why the communists want the Friedrich Rebbe out of the way, 
They don't want Torah learning. They don't want Hashem. More Torah learning, more more service of Hashem, more service of Hashem that's completely opposite of their philosophy. They didn't want that. So, putting the Friedrich Rebbe in jail, boom, they say 10 years, now three years in Kostroma. The system at that time found it very frightening. Is this better or worse? Maybe it's worse. Why is it maybe worse? Because now all the governments that put pressure felt like, we did our job, you're welcome, goodbye, we've got other things to work And now that the Rebbe would be taken away to some far-off place in Siberia, there was no social media, there were no cell phones, there was no, you know, in those days, the concealment was, you you could take somebody off to a faraway hiding place and really hide them. Today, there's no place to hide. But once upon a time, you know, people could be hidden somewhere in Siberia. No one would know. doesn't exist anymore. So, the them thought, well, then the communists can do what they want and accomplish their evil deeds now with nobody watching them. It was very frightening. Was this the beginning of a Geula or a beginning of a, a greater Gullah? Same question in the time of Yoshua. Was this the beginning of a Geula or a greater Gullah? Turned out, by the Friedrich Rebbe, the Rebbe Rayas, 10 days later, when he had to report to the office, which he had to do weekly, they said, that's it, the imprisonment is over. A, mir- a clear, open miracle. Instead of three years, 10 days. That's quite a change. Come to the office tomorrow, and you'll get your papers. And so, that's what happened. And when the Yidden looked back into the records to see when this Geula began, they saw that it began on Gimel Tamos. So it became Ischal to the Geula, the beginning of the Geula, in a way that as the Geula begins, it looks like a greater Gullus is beginning. A Geula that comes in a completely foreign wrapping paper, it looks like a Gullus is beginning and really a Geula is beginning. So we're left with one question that we'll do in the next audio and two statements. The question is the following. This ga'ula, this upgrade in frequency, why does it occur in stages? Why does it just happen in one shot? The stages are, when it came to the Rebbe Rayas, were that even though he had his ghoul and he was released from imprisonment, but then it really took 70 years after that. He was really released to an entirely communist country that was so intensely evil that he had to leave. And in fact, they made sure that he left. And and many, many stages in the Gula unfolding, only some 70 years later did this communist regime fall. Um, and each point was step by step by step to unfold this Gula. It wasn't... It wasn't a one 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 time step. So why? Why can't the Gula upgrade from Gullus to Gula? Why can't it happen in one step? And and I, I don't know if we said before, the stages in upgrading this frequency of the world when we're thinking of Yoshua is we had the flood. Hashem created the world so opaque that we wouldn't see him. 
That's the old frequency. Invisible. Invisible godliness. And then we had the flood. The model with Naya. That made the world more translucent. And then we had Matantaira. That made the world more translucent. And then we had this Gimel Tammuz in the year 2488 by Yeshua. And that was also a moment when the frequency of the world was upgraded. The world, Yeshua had to stop nature. He had to stop the sun and the moon and the stars. Stop all of those constellations. Stop it. Just, you know, press the off button. Press the pause button. And then upgrade and upgrade this whole system of nature. Turn it on again, and now it's upgraded. You know, love You know, when you have to upgrade your phone, which I hate doing because then it doesn't work so well after that. You have to turn off your phone. You upgrade it, but you have to turn off your phone at some point, and then start it again. That's the way they've done it so far. Like the world had to be turned off, be upgraded, and then started again in the time of Yeshua. And we won the war. So we're dealing with two Gimel Thomases here. It's the same energy. It's the same upgrading the frequency. One is about us going into the land of Israel. Conquering the world. Beginning of conquering the the world. We live in Eretz Canaan now. We live in a very depraved world. Canaan was very depraved. Very immoral. We now live in an extremely immoral, depraved world. Much worse than it ever was before. In some way. Much crazier than it was before. And Gimel Tammuz has been set in time for eternity. Since, maybe from the beginning of time, but most visibly with Yeshua. As the moment when the system shuts down, shuts off, press the pause button or turn off, turn off the system, upgrade, and turn it on again. The upgrade causes that very same world that is hiding, concealing Hashem, now starts to reveal him. Every time it's turned off and there's an upgrade, he's revealed even more. We're just talking about a more basic stage through Yahshua, and then some 3,000 years later, a more sophisticated, advanced stage through the Reverayah. Each time the Nasi Adar, each time an upgrade each time and maybe in the next couple of audios we'll we'll explore what exactly is that upgrade? What does that mean from Hashem being concealed in the world to Hashem being revealed? And then look and, and then of course as we say we're ending off with a question. Why does this upgrade have to happen in stages? I mean each time it shuts down the upgrade is one, two, three. It happens automatically. But then you need another upgrade another time and another one and another one and another one. We for sure do not go from a completely opaque world at the beginning of creation to a completely re- transparent world in Yemais Mashiach. We do not go straight. I think we could have. And the opportunity to do that was in Gan Eden, in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Chava. The whole experience with the tree of the Das and the Yetzirah gave us the opportunity to do it in one shot. Wouldn't have been simple. 
But it, we had that very slight opportunity. Not like Hashem made it impossible. We could have, so to speak, so to speak, taken the experience of the Eisadas, done it right within the context of holiness, whatever, I'm not going to go into that topic now, and then taken from the tree of life and lived forever. We could have, we could have gone from that tree that conceals Hashem to that tree that reveals Hashem, the one that conceals truth to the one that reveals truth. We could have done it in, in a few moments and gone from, gone into the Geula, into Mashiach's time straight within a minute. But we didn't for lots of reasons. And we've been in the process of doing it piece by piece by piece by piece by piece ever since then. But the good news is, we're almost at the end, essentially at the end of the journey, number one. And number two, if we're looking for a day that carries within it the energy of that upgrade every single year, it's Gimel Thomas. It's installed in the fabric of, 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 of the day. It's the day of upgrade. And we'll end with this. Where are we upgrading now? From what to what? By Yeshua, was like, we're not getting into Eretz Yisrael. We're getting into Eretz Yisrael. It's our land. The world belongs to us. We're, again, the same thing. Does the world belong to us? Land of Canaan. It's depraved world. Is it ours or is it theirs? Are we allowed to take it over? Yes, we're supposed to. What about eternal life? Also. All the realities of Yemais and Mashiach. Eternal life. Eternal truth. Eternal connection to Hashem. Eternal marriage to Hashem. All that stuff. It's all embedded in Gimel Thomas. So, we'll answer the question about the stages and, and other parts of it in the next audio. And Let's give each other a bracha, Nirasan. We should find ourselves before this Kimotamus, together with Anasi Adar, Nisham of the Guf, stepping into the base of Mikdash Shlishi to the Gulamit Shashlema, should be immediately now.